Before we dive in, let me welcome you to the Imperfectly Polished Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Crossley. I'm a photographer, business coach, speaker, aspiring author, wife, and proud mama to both human children and fur babies. I've spent the last decade growing a six-figure business while also growing three little ones. As a classically trained educator and Enneagram Type 2, I love helping women build a life and business worth leading. In this podcast, we will cover everything from building the business of your dreams to prioritizing your mental health and overall well-being. Get ready to laugh and maybe cry just a little. Ready to jump in? Let's go. Hey guys, thanks for joining me today on the Imperfectly Polished Podcast. This is your Imperfectly Polished host, Alicia Crossley. I am so excited to join you this week. I hope like me, you are winding down from all things business and hopefully winding up for all things family. I know this is an interesting season to go into the Christmas holidays, probably a little bit more intimate than what many of us are used to. And um, I want to say, I think it's really the silver lining of 2020. We have had so many weddings that have been smaller in size this year, and just like the holidays, it is definitely a change of pace, but there's been so much beauty in having that closeness with the people that you really treasure and really want to spend time with. So I don't know about you. We have three little ones, and um, we are wrapping like crazy over here, trying to make sure more than anything that everyone has an equal amount of stuff. And I feel both guilty and terrified by that admission because stuff, more stuff, right? If your home is anything like mine, there is plenty of stuff, more stuff than they even realize they have. And what we're doing this week is trying our best to balance out the gifts of experience and the gifts of stuff. Um, but goodness forbid that any of them, right, have a smaller pile of stuff come Christmas morning than the other one. It is going to be traumatic. And I'm not sure that they can even recover from that one day in therapy. So I'm going to try to um, prevent that level of trauma by buying the right amount of stuff for each and every one. And as we're talking about babies and winding up the business this week, uh, I really want to introduce you to our topic today, which is an undercurrent of all of my shows of my entire life, honestly, and that is having a new baby and a new business, balancing babies and business. We get a lot of questions about how this has looked for us over the last decade. Um, and one thing's for sure, it's different for every single mama and every single daddy. So what I'll be sharing with you guys today are some tips on starting a business while starting a family, or if you're already missed uh, in the middle of having your little ones and you are leaning towards the idea that it's time to run with that new business idea, giving you some inspiration and ideas on how to do that. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about why this might be the best time. I know. What is 2020, Alicia? Sure, we only have a week or so left. And yes, uh, it's been a little crazy for businesses already established. And now you're potentially starting a family or you're already in the middle of playing mom. Why is now even a good time to start a business? And I want to give you a little bit of encouragement here. First of all, it's never a good time. Okay, let me be honest with you. It's never a good time to uproot your life and leave the corporate world 
and start a business. It's never a good time to decide, hey, you know what? Now let's have a tiny little human that also depends on us, right? You're never going to be 100% prepared for this financially. You're never going to have all the information you need. The simple facts are, in my experience, experience alone is going to teach you what you need to know over the years. There's going to be a lot of trial and error. There's going to be a lot of tears. But the beauty of right now is, one, you have this time. You have today to look at what your passion is, what your intuition is telling you, and jump into that. Finally, start listening to that voice. Two, as a new mom especially, you're in this unique place in your life where your identity is changing rapidly. And the beauty of that is you're learning more about yourself that you didn't know before, things that weren't to be known until now. You're going to get new ideas. You're going to get new inspiration. And there are going to be pieces of you that you finally see the beauty in and the necessity in more than ever. Some of those things for me, as we started to have a family, I realized I wanted to have the flexibility of being with my family. This is probably the number one thing that I get um, from other creatives, other uh, entrepreneurs who are wanting to start a business is, you know, how can I do this, Alicia, and spend more time with my family? And I want to be really honest with you guys. I think I'm always pretty transparent, maybe too transparent. But the first few years of having my business gave me very little freedom. Now, I had the flexibility I wanted, but most moms will tell you the same thing. You're not going to suddenly have an abundance of time with your children. In fact, it's going to feel like, and it may seem, and it can be the exact opposite. This is like ghost of Christmas past, okay? This is like mom of business past coming to you now, right? Oh, please tell me you've watched the Christmas Muppet Carol. Um, so mom of mom of business past is telling you, first and foremost, set your priorities now. Put those, those guardrails in place with your time and go ahead and make sure you've outlined the point of this business, the why. Because very quickly, and especially if you're like me and have a overachieving personality, the business baby can become more time consuming than the human baby. And the last thing that you want to do more than likely is to spend less time with your new little one or with your family now than you were spending in the corporate world. It's exactly the opposite of where we came into owning a business, right? So in order to do this, you're going to have to get really serious about your priorities here. We want businesses to be successful and we certainly want to grow, but we have to be realistic. Almost every business in the first year loses profit. The second year breaks even. The third year finally starts seeing some traction. Now, if you say to me, Alicia, that's just not even possible. I have to stop the corporate world to spend more time with my little one and that money is absolutely necessary. I understand. I totally get it. And that's where that realistic hustle has to be accepted and has to come in. Someone once told me, and I loved this, that the source of all disappointment comes from unmet expectations. And even beyond that, unvoiced expectations, right? So think about that. We have this expectation that we're going to start a business and suddenly have all this free time. 
We're going to be able to spend it with our children in the afternoons at the park. We are going to be able to have everything uh, automated. And the very best parts of working with our clients and the relational aspects are going to give us a sense of life and beauty. But this picture is just mm, missing a few things here, okay? It's missing the learning curves. It's missing the mistakes. It's missing the time spent on hiring a team on outsourcing, on balancing your budget. It's missing the time needed to be able to figure out, ooh, today I have a meeting, but also little Timmy has an ear infection. And because he has the fever, he can't go to preschool, even though he's not infected with anything. So there are so many things that are going to bounce into your court. And you need to go ahead, if you're wanting to pursue this as a new mom or as a mom for the first time, jumping into business and get those expectations very clear, all right? Which leads me to the next point. One of the biggest things I learned is to give myself grace and be gentle with myself. I'm still learning it, or I guess I should say I'm still trying to listen to that voice inside of me. Uh, Just recently, I had a a big mishap in my business. It wasn't anything that I had done uh, intentionally. It wasn't anything that I could have prevented, per se. But it was a learning experience. And guys, I might cry. It's the week of Christmas. I'm eating leftover taco salad. I'm feeling emotional here. I have had a hard few weeks accepting this and seeing myself as someone who's still capable in my business and for my family. And we're fortunate that everything worked out and uh, it really was an amazing learning experience. But over the last 11 years of being in business, there have been times that this is how I've learned how to move forward. Now, this was honestly one of the biggest things that I've ever had to digest. Um, And after making a mistake, especially, it's really hard. And I understand it's really hard to look in the mirror as a wife, as a mom, as a business owner, and still see your worth. But I just want to remind you that. Our character, our being, doesn't come from one small incident, good or bad. It's a combination and a pattern of things that we do over and over and over. So the way I talked myself through this this hard patch where the grace seemed hard to pull from within was to actually remind myself every day of what I was doing to serve, to love, to fulfill my purpose. And when you start looking at the narrative that way, it can really change. And it's that unconditional loves, mamas, that if you're going to jump into this business world, you're not just going to have to learn how to love this baby. That's really something you have to learn anyways. But you're not just learning unconditional love for the first time for your human baby. You're really having to embrace unconditional love for yourself. Now, 11 years ago, I would have told you self-care looked a lot more like pedicures and massages, uh, afternoon shopping trips. And still, sometimes that is what I need to be able to release stress and just have a day to myself. But daily self-care as a mom of three and a business owner with now two businesses and a podcast is very different. Self-care is much more mental. It's much more internal. It's the way I talk to myself. 
And day in and day out, there are a numerous, numerous opportunities for me to get down on myself and uh, really pinpoint the things I'm not doing correctly. Missing, you know, that great piece of paper that was buried in the bottom of the backpack that said, let your kid, you know, come to school in their pajamas on Friday. And then your kid doesn't. And guess what? Mom of the year here missed an entire opportunity to wear PJs to school. And now her life is over, right? Well, it can feel that way. And even as mom, it can feel really down. And for someone who grew up in uh, a home like I did, um, every little thing has been my like magnified as a mother for me in my own heart. I want so badly to give my kids a different life than what I had that literally, guys, last night at Target, I spent an hour in the gift wrapping aisle trying to pick out the perfect paper for Santa to use. An hour on paper for Santa. First of all, I don't know what this dude is doing. I think this is supposed to fall underneath his his actual priorities. But albeit, I spent an hour and I literally remember thinking to myself, well, what are they going to remember about this? What are they going to remember about the characters? And will they know that it's something that was really thought about? And, and guys, when you have a business and you have children, you have to learn how to let some of these things go. And for those of you out there who are already really hard on yourself because you do care and you do love to serve. And it does matter to you what people think. You're going to have to realign these expectations of what's possible. I listened to a podcast a few weeks ago, uh, one of my favorite um, podcasts on ADHD. It's Kristen Carter. Um, it's just called I Have ADHD. And she talked about how for her and her ADHD brain, she has to give herself two main priorities. And for her, it's those under her house and those under her business. And she even clarified that doesn't mean that her three boys are always dressed to the nines. Sometimes it doesn't even mean that they've had showers. It usually means that they've had their teeth brushed and they've at least had something to eat. Maybe it was Doritos. But again, we can't base our success or our our identity on these little incidents that's going to happen as a mom and as a business owner. You're going to have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable, and you're going to have to embrace the fact that not everything is going to be shiny and pretty as you go along. In fact, at first, it's going to be really hard, but will it be worth it? Absolutely. And I want to encourage you, after 11 years of building this business and having the three children, these seasons change. And what you know right now to be true and what your goals are and where you've aligned yourself as a mom and what you're wanting to accomplish in this business, give it the flexibility and the grace to change as well. When we had our second baby, we we tried for several years uh, for Evie Beth. And so Bryant was almost five. And I, for the first five years of our business, uh, for my business, I really treated it more like a hobby. And in hindsight, first of all, it's okay if your business is something that just brings you 
uh, that, that's bringing you pleasure, right? If it's something that you're passionate about that serves another side of your, your identity, that's great. You don't have to be a six-figure income, breadwinning, power mama to be successful. That version of success is different for each of us and not only for each of us, but different throughout our lives. So those first five years, I really wasn't focused on my business as much as I should have been in regards to really prioritizing it and making it a success, if you will, in societal terms. And in hindsight, for me, it was a limiting belief. It was my mindset. I really thought if I can pretend that this isn't something that is a real business or isn't meant just to be fun or extra income, it's okay if I fail. And I'm not saying you're there, mama, right now, who's deciding in this first year of business that you're just, you know, telling your friends it's for fun and it's just a small little thing. But I am asking you to think about it. And even if you're not there right now, give yourself the opportunity when and if it presents itself to let this business be something that is more than just fun, that is more than just something you enjoy. Don't play small just because it makes other people feel comfortable, including yourself. So after AB Beth, um, I guess, ironically enough, I became more serious about my business. Uh, I took a true maternity leave with her and was able to really immerse myself. And, you know, I I missed the sides of the business that uh, I had taken time off from, which was good. It was a great sabbatical, right? Um, And so over these last few years, as I've grown more into myself, as I've grown as a mother, my business has grown. And truly, it's it's another baby, right? This is another baby uh, that just like your children, you're going to find that things happen in phases, okay? And that's the next thing I wanted to touch on is everything is a phase. Everything is a phase when you have children and when you own a business. You have to remind yourself of that when they're in the middle of the phase where they throw the tantrums and You're in the middle of the store and you're absolutely mortified that they refuse to listen to your normal, reasonable, logical discipline. And all of a sudden you look like a crazy mom. It's just a phase. It's going to pass. Same thing with the good. When they crawl in bed with you at night and (laughs) their little hands touch your face. And they say, Mommy, I love you so much. Oh, it's a phase. It's a phase that will pass. And even though our business is quite different in the ways that we approach it and the ways that it approaches us, there are going to be the same kind of phases. You're going to go through valleys where it feels like you just want out. That nine to five doesn't look so bad so so much anymore. And you feel like a failure. Know that that's normal. Know that that's expected. Know that that is a learning season. You know, one of the the memes that I'm all about the memes, um, you know, it, it's easy to judge someone or to admire them in their winning season, but you don't know what they lost in their losing season. And as a business owner, you're going to have losing seasons. And it's a phase and it'll pass. And so 
the phases that are beautiful where you're booking your ideal client and you're finally bringing in revenue and you feel that harmony of making it to the park that afternoon and putting on your autoresponder and knowing that you have done a great job that day. Let it marinate, just season all over you the goodness of that. And that's what you're going to pull from on the hard days, just like with our children on the days that are hard, on the days that they are going through a completely different phase or having a meltdown, you're going to pull from the good. Business is really no different. So I want to encourage you last and not least to find the people who are going to support you and immerse yourself with them fully whether this is an online group, whether it's a podcast like this where you just feel encouraged, you're going to need encouragement. You're going to need to be able to ask for advice. And don't be don't be too stubborn to try to do it on your own. Delegate as much as you can. Remember going back to our why, why you wanted to be in business in the first place, probably has something to do as a mom with spending more time with your family. And in order to do that, delegate as early as possible. Learn from your people, from your tribe. What is it that they've delegated? What services have they used? Find those connections and take advantage of them. I know, especially when you're first starting a business, it can feel really hard to pay out that money for a VA or a social media manager, or whatever it is that isn't your zone of genius. But the truth is, you're actually investing in more time for you to do your magic. So if you know you do your magic with your clients, loving on them, being present with them, making more networking opportunities, don't waste your days doing your books. Get a bookkeeper, right? And these are things that you have to decide on an individual basis. And if you're at a point, again, where you're just like, Alicia, this is a brand new business. And there's just literally, there's there's no funds for me to pull right now for a VA, for a bookkeeper. Okay, awesome. Let's get scrappy. Okay. Some of the ways that I utilized my tribe was bartering. I had a dear friend when I first started this who also had her own business. And she would watch my little boy on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I would watch her little boy on Mondays and Wednesdays. So we each had two days to work, two partial days. And I knew exactly how much time because of that, that was really allotted for my business. Now, yeah, we can stuff things into the napping corner and night times. But again, drawing those those great guardrails and creating those boundaries from the very beginning you don't know when that nap time isn't going to happen. And more more than likely, again, you didn't start a business and you're not considering starting a business to stay at your desk until the wee hours of the morning. You're looking for freedom and flexibility. So use, use your people, use your fellow tribe to help you learn how to get that and get that faster. One of the things I did, and I'm still incredibly proud of, is I joined my gym. Yes, I did work out some, but I joined our local gym because we could get up to three hours of childcare a day. 
And those three hours, 15 hours a week, right? 60 hours a month, paid $140 a month for that membership. It's a wonderful gym. My kids begged to go there. Hi, pre-corona, of course. And I would. I would work out for 20, 30 minutes, um, depending on my workload, sometimes more. And then I would sit in the cafe or down in the locker room, answer emails or edit. It was one of the most efficient things that I've ever done and one of the most cost-wise things I ever found looking at your local gym or trading off with a friend. Also a great idea. Find someone who has the zone of genius that you absolutely do not and offer to partner with them. You need help maybe with bookkeeping? Okay, reach out to someone in your network who is a bookkeeper and offer to take pictures of her family or do a stationary set for her upcoming child's birthday. Whatever it is that you do, there is value in it. That's why you're starting a business. And just as much as your time and money, as much as your money is a resource, so is your time. And if right now you have to use your time to pay for the things that you need, you can do that and you can figure that out and you can get scrappy with it. All right. Bartering is one of the most beautiful networking opportunities and ways to get the things in your business that you need. This is my my motto, if you will. Always ask. Someone could say no, but so what? They might say no. That's literally the worst thing. Over the last 11 years, I have asked to uh, create these kind of relationships ugh, hundreds of times. And the handful of times that someone has said yes have been some of the most powerful, impactful relationships, the beginning of those friendships, the beginning of uh, of those opportunities, and allowed me to put in my business what I needed and me give them a gift that they needed within their own business or within their life. And it's really, it's really an awesome way to still use your gifts in a, in a really lovely impactful uh, service, right? So all of that said, I think the biggest lesson over the 11 years of balancing babies and business is to focus on progress over perfection every single day. Remember everything is a phase, good or bad. Keep those realistic expectations. If you only have five hours in a week to work, don't give yourself a to-do list that's going to take 30. Mama, it's not possible. And you're going to set yourself up for failure and burnout and disappointment. That is absolutely what I want you to avoid. And again, as the mom, the ghost of the mom of business past, I just wanted to share with you guys a few of the things that I've learned so far and I'm still learning. And the ways that we need to talk to ourselves, specifically as mothers, growing businesses and growing babies, it's absolutely possible. And don't let anyone tell you that it's not. Listen to your why. Listen to your own intuition and go after it. Whatever that looks like for you, define that version of success in your life for your purpose. And you're going to make an impact. I cannot wait to see what it is. 
So I hope you feel encouraged today after listening to this to get back to wrapping the thousands of gifts and preparing for all the stuff that's probably going to flood your house just like it is mine. And hopefully at the same time, uh, taking a really big step back and remembering what it's all about. It's not the stuff. It's not the correct, most perfect wrapping paper. It's not how lovely our tables look, but it's those people who share our lives with us, celebrating the reason for this season, whatever that is for you, and being immersed in your purpose. All right, guys, I am cheering you on hard over here. Until next time, thank you for joining us today. And we wish you the best, most merriest of the holidays. You've been listening to the Imperfectly Polished Podcast. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day to join us. And we sincerely hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a moment to leave us a review. Your feedback is incredibly helpful. If you're feeling extra generous, go ahead and subscribe. You can find more inspiration and upcoming show announcements on our Instagram page, Imperfectly Polished Podcast. If you're interested in learning more about our coaching opportunities or business strategy sessions, you can find all of those details at aliciacrossley.com. We look forward to growing this imperfectly polished audience with you and supporting you in all your endeavors. Thank you for being here.